Welcome back to another episode of the American Dream in the Eyes of Immigrants. I am your host, Heidi de la Cruz. In today's episode, I speak with Mabel Nainen. She is the author of Far From Home, Discovering Your Identity as Foreigners on Earth. Her book talks about her immigration stories and how, during the journey, God helped her remember that Earth is not our forever home. This episode is filled with fascinating facts about India and Mabel's immigration story of coming to the U.S. Enjoy! Hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so sorry for the confusion. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Just wanted to make sure you were ready because I was I was just waiting. I had woken up from a nap, so I was just waiting on whenever you were ready and we were good to go. Okay. <laughs> how are you? I'm doing good, Heidi. How are you? Good. And I wanted to ask the pronunciation of your name. It's Mabel or Mabel? Mabel Nainen. Okay. All right. Because I, since I, since I speak Spanish, I tend to just read everything in Spanish. And I, sometimes I mispronounce, you know, a lot of things. So that I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> no, I totally understand. When I was learning French, I used to get so confused. And the French friends I had would call me Mabel because... They can't yeah. say Mabel. <laughs> yeah, that's how I thought it. That's how I read it. I would read it Mabel in Spanish because it would be Mabel in Spanish. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's how I. Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask to, to make sure. Thank you. You're so sweet. No problem. So I'm so glad we're able to do this. We were able to connect, and uh, thank you so much for being willing to share your story, and and for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. This is an honor and a privilege. Uh, and I'm when I saw your podcast, I was so excited that there's something out there that tells immigrant stories. And so I was uh, very happy, you know, when you asked me to come and share my story. This is exciting. Yes, thank you so much. And yeah, you know, my whole family are immigrants from the Dominican Republic. I was born here in the, in the United States, but I know firsthand the struggle that um, immigrants have come into the to the country, and even me as a as a child of immigrants, you know, there's some things that like I still have to learn and, and learn how to navigate. And even though I was born here, but it's it's just different from having being a family like your family coming or being being born here, and then you know, then having a family that came from a country because there's certain things, you know, like from our cultures, different from American culture and, you know, the language is different. So sometimes I'm learning, for example, today I learned how to say mortgage for the first time in Spanish that I, I, I didn't know, you know, so I'm like <laughs> constantly learning little things like that. So, yeah, so I wanted to, to share immigrant stories, just to try to have a more compassionate and um, empathetic way of seeing immigrants mm -hmm. because you know the news and different politicians and just different things out there can turn it into a very negative light and it's like these are these are humans these are people these are our brothers and sisters that we should be loving and try to understand where they're coming from and try to understand their stories 
So uh, that is why I decided to do this. And I'm trying to get, you know, different people from different countries because, you know, it's there's it's a whole world out there and the United States is just a melting pot. So really excited to have you here and learn more about you, learn more about your culture and learn your story. Thank you. And you, you know, you're doing it for the right reasons. When you were talking, I was just nodding. I wish you could see me nodding <laughs> <laughs> along, agreeing with every word you said. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Well, like I stated in the email, um, we're, we'll talk first about, you know, your life in India, how that was and before you moved. And then we'll talk about when you moved and, you know, your different culture shocks that you experienced, how it was coming to a new country. And then I want to end with speaking about your book, which I'm really excited to buy and read because I love the concept of it as being a foreigner here on earth, because as believers, we know that this is not our home. We're here temporary, but we'll eventually get with Jesus and have eternal life with him. So, all right. Yeah. I'm so excited for this. Same here. All right. So, yeah. So let's, yeah, let's just get right in with giving us some information about India. What part of India are you from? Because India is huge. And what was it like living over there? Um, oh, you know, I lived in a city in India in the south called Hyderabad, or if you want to, you know, say it in an English way, Hyderabad. Um, and actually it's known as the city of pearls. You get pearls for really cheap. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very old city, a 400 year old city. Um, right now, actually in the past, maybe two decades, there's been a lot of, um, uh, technology companies that have, um, come up and set up their headquarters. So now it's known as Cyberabad, uh, because mm-hmm. it's become a technology hub. Um, But in general, uh, you know, Indians take a lot of pride in their culture and heritage um, because we come from a very old, um, you know, the culture dates back to uh, many hundreds of years. Um, And we are also very community oriented. You know, our identity is rooted more in the community than in the individual, uh, than in individual achievements. Yeah. And uh, another thing is, I think um, what we the values that we cherish are about, you know, respecting elders um, and things like that. Uh, It's a somewhat conservative culture. So family is important. You know, you give respect to the elders, things like that. Um, And I think there is not like one kind of Indian culture because India is made up of uh, so many different cultures. Every state has its own uh, culture, language, cuisine, even the way they dress up. So for instance, my husband and I, even though we're Indians, we're very different because we come from different states, totally different cultures. His language is different from mine. So uh, we just speak in English because we don't have a common Indian language, you know. <laughs> so, and there are thousands of languages. Um, I think according to the constitution, we have, if I'm not wrong, about 14 official languages. Yeah. Um, and so it's, uh, we, you cannot put all of us in one bucket because, mm-hmm. uh, 
because of that. It's just different cultures and also different religions. Uh, Hinduism might be the majority. Uh, it's definitely the majority. Then we have the largest uh, minority uh, are Muslims and then Christians, Buddhists, you know, and then it goes on, Sikhs. So uh, it's a mishmash of cultures, but all of us, like I said, the, the values, uh, some of the values that we share, we share are kind of similar. Yeah. Um, so, so that's in short about India. And I must mention that it's also a very uh, spiritual country. You know, everyone mm-hmm. believes in a God. God is involved in every aspect of your life and anything that happens to anyone, it is somehow connected to a God. And so um, Indians uh, as a whole uh, are spiritual in nature and they hold a very deep respect and belief for God. Wow. So uh, hearing you speak, it reminds me a lot of our culture. Like we're very, you know, very about respect, especially respecting the elders and very community oriented. You know, we Mm -hmm. are big on family. You know, family is number one priority. And we have, well, in the Dominican Republic, um, I believe the number one uh, religion is Catholic. But Mm -hmm. regardless of that, like, it's still very big to believe in God. Like, if you don't believe in God and Jesus, it's like, what? How how do you, (laughs) like, you know, like, how do you not believe? So, yeah, so very uh, similarities. But I'm learning a lot. Um, So you and your husband, although you guys are both from India, you guys speak English because the language is just completely different. Like that is mind blowing to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So if I meet any Indian here in the US too, I start off with English because I mm-hmm. know that most probably we are not going to be knowing the same language. Wow. Um, and you know, if you know Bollywood movies, they're made in Hindi. So a lot of people do know Hindi, but mm-hmm. uh, again, it, it depends. Uh, for, for instance, my husband understands Hindi, but he cannot speak that okay. well. So you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of similar to, let's say, for example, someone from the Dominican Republic and like someone from Cuba, like it's Spanish, but they're like, at least in our case, at least there's some words that are different. So I'm okay. like learning. Yeah. So I'm like learning like different dialects from Spanish all the time, especially doing this podcast. Um, for example, I had a guest here who was from Nicaragua, which is in Central America, and we were like trading words like, oh, okay, this is how we call this, or this is how we call it. Yeah, so it's very interesting. So I learned a lot from from doing this too. Oh, this is great. And how old were you when you moved to the United States? Did you, um, and what was your expectations before you moved here? Um, well, I was almost 30, uh, you know, and I had just got married. So mm-hmm. I moved as a newlywed with my husband. Um, and so it was an exciting time. Yeah. Um, I was looking forward to starting a new phase of life, right? Like every married woman uh, looks forward to it. So I was just very excited and because, you know, uh, we had only um, dated for a year before we got married. So um, I, I wanted to set up a new home and a new family in a new country. And, you know, growing up in India, we had only heard good things about the U.S. And um, so 
And a lot of people that aspire to come to the U.S., it's the place where all your dreams are fulfilled. You know, you uh, <laughs> yeah. drive fancy cars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what you see on TV and others tell you. And so, um, yeah, there were, I thought there were only good things in store. And uh, the most of my experience, at least in the very beginning, I was just in awe of everything, uh, especially, I think, when you move from a developing country to a developed country, you notice immediately in every way the quality of life is better, right? Uh, mm -hmm. In terms of just infrastructure and the facilities. So that was definitely um, uh, a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so that's awesome that you had such good, you know, um, Ex uh, expectations of the United States, like you heard good things um, about here. And what would you say was your first culture shock or what was the first culture shock you remember that you experienced when you first moved here? Oh, um, it was so quiet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you will understand this if you've come from any, you know, crowded uh, yes, country, yes. right? So mm -hmm. in India, even in the middle of the night, uh, I mean, you expect pin drop silence maybe a little bit in few areas, but there's always uh, noise. There are always people around. So mm -hmm. that was a culture shock to me that everything was just so quiet. And I never thought that silence would be so hard on me. Uh, so and also not having so many people around so uh, growing up in India if you think that there are no people around you get scared you feel something's wrong and that stirs oh. up fear you know okay. so it was a, a mindset change for me that just because I'm walking on the street and there's no one doesn't mean I have to be afraid you know yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the, just being the quietness uh, and I think it's just more people versus less people. Uh, the other shock I remember uh, was uh, I never saw so many people living alone by themselves because in India mm -hmm. you live yep. with your parents till you get married and if for some reason you know you're a widow or widower family takes you in things like that so people don't generally unless you have a really good reason live just by themselves and here I would see you know uh, they, they live by themselves because they want to live by themselves yeah. initially mm -hmm. I never understood that I would be that was a culture shock to me too yeah no yeah it you're again you're reminding me a lot of Dominican Republic when I would go visit yes there's people everywhere there's either like you hear people talking outside because you know they'll sit outside they'll play dominoes yeah. like the neighbors or they'll have music you'll hear music everywhere in the Dominican Republic and and the whole living by yourselves same thing with us it, you live with your parents until you get married and it's like like that like it's it's weird if someone like wants to move out and live on their own that's not very very common over there either but here they have we have like this culture here is like oh you are out of the house by the time you're 18 like you're an adult yeah. Yeah. but it's like really we're not you're you're still a kid at 18 like we need to <laughs> learn more and experience more and you know just throwing your kid out there to the world but yeah yeah I completely understand where you're coming from um what would you say was your biggest struggle 
adapting to living in the United States? Yeah, so you know what, going back to uh, what you asked me about the expectations, right, versus mm -hmm. reality, I think when that hits you, that what you expected is not really how it is, then you start uh, to kind of, then it becomes a challenge. And I'm not saying yeah. all uh, that, all the good things that I said about the U.S. were suddenly bad. No, everything was still there. It's, it, you know, we landed in a suburb in L.A. by the beach, so it was picture perfect and everything was great. But uh, I think I was not prepared to cope with that much change. So that's mm. something that I really struggled. And I expected to just, you know, fit in right away and be mm -hmm. happy because... Um, I grew up in a fairly westernized setting, so it was not that I only wore Indian clothes. I was comfortable in both Indian and Western clothes, and we used to watch a lot of um, Hollywood movies and stuff. So I thought, you know, I know everything I need to know about American <laughs> <Yeah>. culture, right? <laughs> I'm just going to fit in, blend in. But um, it takes more than that, and you realize there's so many little changes that you have to adjust to, mm. Um so that, that was hard for me. Uh, and I think when I moved, I didn't realize that I would be leaving behind all those things that defined me, that made me me. So all those markers of my identity, like family and culture, community, cuisine yeah. uh, even, all those are stripped away, right? And now um, I find myself in a new country where you have to, in a sense, reinvent yourself. Um, you have to start building community from scratch um, because you don't have anyone. So yeah. that was all those things. It's it's just a mix, mixed bag of emotions. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things for me was starting from scratch because yeah. I moved as an adult and usually by 30 years old, you're settled. You've got your, uh, you know, your your profession or everything figured out and and so I was very happy with how I had done in life. I did not need, I did not want a clean slate, you know. So, mm -hmm. I, but I was given one uh, because here no one knows me. No one knows, you know, whatever I had achieved or accomplished. And um, I think a lot of immigrants like me face that, which is a gap between uh, the skills that we had and the skills that we yes. can actually transfer and use here. Mm -hmm. So um, that I think makes made me feel like I was not. It, it affected my self worth. I must say, you know, that's yeah. that's a deeper issue that I had to deal with. That I was not important enough. That I started feeling that I was not um, valuable enough. So I had to go through my own uh, deeper um, issues there. Yeah. Wow. Um, I forgot to ask earlier, you guys settled in which state um, when you guys came? Oh, we never settled, but <laughs> we first were in, um, you know, Redondo Beach, California, and then we moved. So that's what made it harder also for me, because mm -hmm. I never really got to settle down and put down roots in one place. So it was almost a year in Southern California, and then six mm -hmm. months, Jersey City, New Jersey. Oh, wow. Um, and another close to eight months in an, in Morristown, New Jersey. And then it was Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, when I was then um, pregnant, I went home uh, to India to have my son. So 
we were there for a year and then we returned when he turned a year old. So again, we came back to Southern California, but now three years ago, we moved to Northern California. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you haven't settled. And, and that's another cultural difference too. Like in the Dominican Republic, once you are settled, like you, like once you marry and you buy a place, you're, you're there. You like yeah. don't move around a lot like you do here in the United States. So that's why like once you marry and you buy your home, like you like you know your neighbors and it's all a big community because you're there for years and years and years. And <laughs> here people move a lot. Just yeah. like you mentioned, like that's that's normal here to be moving from place to place. Like I I'm not even 30 and I lost count on how many times I've moved in my life. <laughs> because it's just I, I don't know it's just like a culture like it's just so normal for you to do that yeah here. oh yeah. but that's interesting that you went back to India to have your son over there and then you came back to the United States how was that like um going back for a year and then coming back to the United States oh I think you know um, the motherhood experience kind of you know overshadows everything else right yeah uh, but I, the biggest difference was again in in the in the culture because when you give birth in India, it's a huge event, and the mother is really oh. well cared for. And um, I was never alone with my baby; there was always someone with me, and I actually yeah. enjoyed that. From the time you're in the hospital, everyone comes to see you. It's like everyone wants to celebrate with you, neighbors, cousins, relatives, uh, even after you come home. Uh, and uh, the traditionally it's customary in a sense that the um, a woman who gives birth the, the mother lives with her mother for three months at least mm, and okay. it's seen as um, you know an honor for the grandmother and the grandparents uh, it's, it's a blessing for them and so we moved in with my parents uh, and they took care of us for three months and that's like completely normal in India yeah. And they don't believe that you should be left alone a lot. So there's someone always with us. And I mm. didn't have to do much of the work. I just took care of my baby because, you know, I was given nutritious food and um, taken care of that way. And uh, after three months, of course, my husband and I moved to our own uh, apartment in India. But the neighbors were, were always uh, there. And that's, an, uh, that's one thing about India that you develop a community very quickly mm -hmm. wherever you go, especially in your neighborhood. You know, no one takes an appointment to come and meet you. They'll just walk in or knock on your door and talk. Mm -hmm. And when I moved here, immediately I felt that sudden isolation mm -hmm. because I had always been around people. I had always, um, and my son always had, uh, you know, someone or the other to, to watch him or play with him. And that, really sent me down I think spiraling yeah. down the path um, yeah so so that was I would say uh, I, I realized the differences in culture even more at that point yeah that that you guys um that you have the grandparents move in and there's always someone with you that is like heaven sent because of so much that you go through like mm -hmm. postpartum yeah. So like, wow, like that is amazing. I, I absolutely love hearing about that because that can help so much with the recovery emotionally, 
and just you know it's a whole different postpartum is a whole different topic but yeah um yeah that's really really awesome thank um, you yeah yeah um so what so what do you like what would you say is one thing that you like about living in the united states oh so many things i just feel like i'm so privileged <laughs> and blessed to be living here <laughs> but i was telling someone i met today that you know, it's such a melting pot of cultures, immigrants from mm -hmm. everywhere, right? So yeah. I've been able to know other cultures and make friends from with people from different countries. And I would have never got that chance in mm. India. And I really enjoy that. Um, and again, like I mentioned, uh, just the quality of life is better. Mm -hmm. I love that, you know, I can drive without, uh, you know, that much fear of you know safety because in India you really have to survive if you're going from one place to another it's about survival like how will you get there alive that's what that you're aiming like for Dominican, that sounds like Dominican <laughs> Republic so I know exactly what you're talking about uh, and uh, just the fact that uh, there's less corruption even just in the government processes and mm. things that mm -hmm. we have to get done oh my goodness it's it's heaven in that way um, and I also love that uh, the educational opportunities available for my son are mm. just wonderful. It's something that he would have um, never got otherwise. Um, and I think what I love is that the people here are very trusting and very generous. Mm -hmm. um, and they're always rooting for the underdog, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I love that about uh, a lot of Americans. They're very kind, very trusting. And um, they will they will support the underdog. At least most of what I've seen and what I've experienced is yeah. Is that. yeah. Awesome! I'm so glad you've had that good experience um, here in the United States. You know, speaking with different people, everyone has their own experience. So I'm glad that you've had such a welcoming and and sense of community too here. Um, and a better quality of life because, um, you know, uh, the majority of immigrants, why they move is to better the quality of their life. You know, there's just yeah. certain things going on in their country and some of them are fleeing for their life, for their safety. And, you know, they're just looking for a better life. So I'm really glad to hear that, that you've had such a positive experience here. What is one thing you would say you miss about India? Oh, of course, family, because, you know, uh, yeah. my parents my sister, my niece, so everyone that's close to me and even from my husband's side, uh, his parents and siblings are all in India. So that's one thing I miss. I also miss just a very uh, much more relaxed lifestyle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and the food, of course, I, I miss the food. Uh, and the fact that restaurants are open till 11, 12 in the night, people you know, start having dinner at 9.30, 10 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, they make plans, you know, which restaurant to go to. And then <laughs> really? we would end up in a restaurant at 10 o'clock or something. So wow. um, <laughs> I, I really miss that, having options to eat at late at night. Wow, that, I've never heard that before. That's very interesting. So it was like 9 o'clock and I was like, when we we're starting to make plans for dinner and stuff. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, and I also miss the rain. We have a whole rainy season, which lasts three or four months. So oh. I really like, uh, I like rain. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. 
All right. So let's switch now and let's talk about your book. Um, the Tell me the title. It's Far From Home, right? Yes. Far From oh, Home. Far From Home. Discovering mm -hmm. Your Identity as Foreigners on Earth. Yeah. So tell us about that. Um, tell us about like, I really like the topic I had mentioned before about being a foreigner um, on Earth, because as believers, we know that we are here temporary, but it's very interesting because you write this book, but then you're also um, in a different country than, you know, where you're born. So tell mm -hmm. us about your book, um, the topic and how did the idea come up for the book? Um, yeah, so let, let's start with that. I wanted to write at first letters to my son because I wanted a way of keeping a record, you know, of all the mm -hmm. things we've been through and how we um, overcame them and how my immigrant journey kind of intersected with my faith journey mm -hmm. uh, and what that taught me, how my faith actually helped me uh, along the way, how my belief in God um, helped me with my uh, the challenges that I was facing. So I wanted to to document them so that my son, you know, when he grows up or or when that he doesn't forget, yeah. uh, and that if when he's going through a challenging time in his life, he'll be able to look back at these um, stories and and uh, kind of also try to find his. Um, strength in his faith. So that was the the motive. But, you know, long story short, again, I, <laughs> it has become a book and it's not just for my son. I think it's for everyone who's um, going through a hard time of change or someone who's in, the, in their spiritual life feels stuck or is just mm -hmm. going every day through the motions thinking that there has to be more than this for me. Um, because I, like I said, you know, uh, when I was struggling with uh, my immigrant experience, uh, and especially at the time when we came back with my son, who was a year old, and I was a young mom, that is when, you know, I really hit rock bottom. And mm -hmm. I um, joined a Bible study with other women. Uh, and started spending more time and, and developing my relationship with God even more. And uh, mm -hmm. it's not that that was the first time I was reading the Bible because I was born and raised in a Christian home. Uh, and I thought my faith was very strong. And this is, again, one of the struggles that, you know, you asked me is that I thought that my relationship with God was just strong and solid and that nothing can shake it. But, you know, when put in a tough situation, right, Mm -hmm. yeah. I realized that it was kind of shaky, uh, that my faith in God was tied to a lot of things, you know, maybe church and community and family and being busy in the church and having these important roles and things to do for God. Uh, and so all that had become for me, uh, you know, my, my identity. And so um, when my faith was tested, uh, I had to go back to reading the Bible and really spending time with God to know what, you know, to draw strength and encouragement. Yeah. And um, he surprised me by revealing to me that I was an immigrant on earth anyway. And the things that I was looking for, the rootedness and belonging and stability, security, home, all that I was looking for could be found only in him. 
mm-hmm. because this uh, earth, this world is not my home anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really, when I realized that, I started, uh, you know, living with more joy and I, I had a purpose I realized because uh, if I see my time here as a journey, and that God had a reason for this journey, right? So I wanted to get in line with God's plans for me, God's purposes for me, and do what he wanted me to do, rather than, you know, wallow in self-pity or think about my comfort and my happiness. Uh, And that, you know, wherever I went, um, it did not matter as long as I had that intimate relationship with God, which had become, in a way, home for me, and um, doing what he wanted to, me to do was was uh, giving me more joy and a deep sense of satisfaction. And yeah. I wanted to share that message with everyone, uh, and not just immigrants, but with anyone who's having a hard time to kind of give them that perspective um, so that they can also find purpose and joy in life. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I feel your book is going to help a lot of people because we do get that. We, we tend to like put our identities on in different things like motherhood or being a wife or, you know, being with family and everything. But it's like, we're, our purpose here is to be, to worship God and, you know, spread the gospel and just be rooted in his word you know, and life, different life circumstances can shift us, shift our focus and maybe lose our sense of our sense of self and our sense of purpose. So that's beautiful that from from that struggle that you had blossomed something so beautiful as to this message to the world that, you know, we're we're here temporary and it's like a reminder, like, you know, heaven is is our forever home. So I'm so excited to read your book. Um, so excited to see how it helps people too. And, and yeah, it's just such a beautiful message. Um, can you tell us where people can find your book? Sure. It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, christianbook.com, wherever, you know, you'd like to shop, but you can also go to my website, which is just Mabel nine and mabelninen.com and there are some free resources on the book um, and links to all the retailers are also available there so you can um, find me on my website awesome i am going to include that link in the show notes for people to you know either get in contact with you or um, shop your book and be able to to read it Um, Thank you so much once again for sharing your experience, sharing your story. And I'm really excited again to read your book and share that message with other believers and even non-believers too, Mm -hmm. because I can bring them closer to, to God as well. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Heidi. This was uh, so much fun. And um, I I really love your podcast. And I, I hope to keep uh, that you keep bringing these stories, you know, to the world because there is a need for this. Yes, thank you. And if you know anyone who um, is an immigrant and would like to share their story, send them my way. I am always looking to um, host people who are just willing to share their story. 
Absolutely. And I learned so much about you and about your uh, background, you know, Dominican Republic. So I yeah. now you make me want to go there. <laughs> oh, definitely. Visit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Every time I visit to the Dominican Republic has always been to see family. So I've always gone to the capital and I've been telling my husband, who's also Dominican, I'm like, we got to go to the resort. We're like, we got to go to the tourist side. <laughs> And see that because I, I, you know, I've seen pictures and everything, but I, I've always gone to the capital. So like, I feel like I, you know, live there because that's where I go. But yes, definitely visit. Um, if you like food, Dominicans have very good food. So I'm sure you like that. Yeah. Yeah. I a hundred percent definitely go visit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I no. will. All right. You have a good night. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are wanting to be a guest on this podcast, please send me a message on Instagram. Or if you know someone who would be willing to share their immigration journey, please send them my information. Um, the link to my Instagram is in the show notes. If you haven't yet, please leave a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast so other people can learn about it and share with a friend. This is the best way that we can reach as much people as possible. Thank you so much for your continued support. Until next time.